welcome to another episode of the Half Full Reviews podcast. I'm excited to be here today, and I'm joined by two people. Uh, to my right, I've got JJ, fellow video gamer and friend. To my left, virtually, I've got Eric, another gamer and friend. And we also run another podcast together called Marketing Masters. So check out that podcast. You can look for it on Apple, iTunes, and Google Play. But enough of that. Let's talk some video games today. We're going to be talking about EVE Online. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, I want to have everybody just introduce themselves and talk a little bit about what kind of video games they like to play, uh, what kind of movies you like to watch, maybe, what do you do for work, really anything, just kind of get to know everybody um, and get to know people's voices. So, uh, JJ, what do you do for work and what kind of video games do you like to play? So, I'm a truck driver. I'm an over-the-road truck driver, so I've got my desktop and everything set up in my truck, ready to play basically all the time anytime i'm stopped and uh i like to spend my time on eve dying and losing ships <laughs> with dj and um i've been playing eve for about a year and a half now well actually probably about a year and uh i started with dj's corp and i still am with dj's corp probably never will leave and um, i play valheim I play basically any simulation game you can think of. I like to, I really like to play farming simulator and PC simulator, uh, PC building simulator that is. And um, Valheim is a is a good time consumer as well. But Eve Online is probably my number one go to. That's cool. Now, did you mention RuneScape? Because I know you also play some RuneScape. Oh, that is very true. That is very true. I do play RuneScape. I play. I've been playing RuneScape for seventeen years. Wow, I've been playing probably that long as well, but I was playing the old school RuneScape, right, and in high school and stuff, and then I've always played on and off every couple of years, checked it out. Um, I do like that game. I need to try out the new one with you here soon, so. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to get on there and try it out. I'll show you some ropes. For sure. Um, that is super cool. The profession is, is just crazy to hear about, you know, for people who aren't truck drivers to imagine that you have a whole setup in your truck that allows you to, like, cook food, you were just saying off air, and you can play video games on the road like that's a pretty cool it's a pretty cool setup yeah i've got a i've got a tv on a 50 inch flat screen on my wall <laughs> and a, a stove <laughs> yeah i've got a stove i've got a microwave i've got a fridge i've got all kinds of food and i've when i didn't have any of these amenities i would literally just take a can of like chili or whatever and i would cook it on the turbo of the truck i would just pop the top and uh, set it on the turbo for 15 minutes or so and let it cook, and that's how I ate. I used to have a guy back in the day, um, I went to the police academy, and this dude used to bring like a grilled cheese every day and stick it on the hood of his car in Florida and just let it melt. And by lunchtime, yeah. it was it was ready. <laughs> yeah, that's a way to do it. <laughs> All right, so uh, Eric, uh, some people might know you from the Marketing Masters podcast, but if they don't, uh, what do you do for a living? Spoiler alert. Um, and what kind of video games do you like or movies or anything you'd like to mention? Sure. Well, I, I run a digital marketing agency and that's a lot of fun. As you can tell from our marketing masters podcast, so definitely tune into that. But, uh, I've been a gamer for years and years and lately we've been playing world of Warcraft. Uh, DJ got me hooked on Eve. I've been playing for two weeks and having a ball. And uh, other games I play, I love Bethesda stuff, so I love Fallout and Skyrim and all that fun stuff. We also play, uh, we've played Minecraft pretty hard. And I have, I have two boys, so we've, we've played every video game out over the years. 
Yeah, I've just uh, just got my two kiddos hooked on Minecraft as well for the first time ever. Um, it took a few years of like, you know, them playing other simpler video games. And now I think I've got them halfway competent on Minecraft. You know, they're starting to learn how to what the weapons do and how to put stuff in boxes. And they know how to pick up and put down blocks. But it wasn't until they were like past the five year old mark that they were able to do. Because Minecraft is actually it doesn't seem advanced, but it really is um, compared to stuff oh, yeah. old 2d mario games and things like that you know so. yeah it's a little more than just legos but uh, some what, engineering what, to it yeah what's yeah. what's cool about warcraft is uh um we have three generations in my family who play so we will have five people in a room playing wow together and it's a lot of fun that is super cool so um i got one of my kids playing runescape with me um i haven't got them on wow yet but when they get a little older i definitely will you know that's a great game to, to kind of dip their toes in the MMO world. It's very friendly and polished. So that That is another game that I play as well. Well, it, I used to play. I got out of it because they kept updating it or whatever, kept, kept bringing out more expansions. And uh, I just kind of got left behind. So I haven't been on it in probably two or three years now, but so I'm sure a lot has changed, but I used to be really into WoW. Yeah, I think that's a game that many people have been into it at a certain point, right? And WoW is just a huge game. One of those biggest ones out there. But another great MMO, we'll go ahead and transition into our topic here, is EVE Online. So it doesn't have as many players as WoW, but it does have a pretty strong player base. It's been around for, I think, more than 15 years? Yeah, it's, it's, it just had another birthday. Um, I forget what it was. Anyone 18. Remember? It was 18. 18. So it has its 18th birthday and has a strong player base. It's well known for being a big spaceship game where they like to have huge fleet battles. If you ever seen news coverage on it from um, like, uh, IGN or somewhere like that, they'll usually talk about these huge space battles and people losing expensive ships and comparing it to real world money. Yeah, that was kind of always a thing for Eve. And they even set the Guinness World Record for having the most people involved in one battle for any video game. Um, having all those people in one spot on one server battling each other. And when that happens, the server lags out and slows down and they have some things in place to help keep it stable, but you know, as stable as they can make it. But, but yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty neat. It's pretty neat when a game can transcend the game's community and and hit world news. And and I I recall you know seeing in Eve how there was a bunch of guys who got so big that the game developers created a fleet to try to go and and trying to try to stand up to them, and they failed. So that was a that was a pretty big world event. Yes. I never heard about that actually. Your uh, uh, JJ, can you get a little closer to your mic? Yeah, can uh, you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, you're just coming in a little bit quieter than the, quieter than the rest of us. Um, Weird. Just want to make sure you come in nice and loud. Um, yes. Yeah, I've got it as close as I can get it. Okay, stick it in your mouth now. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Eve online, Eve online. Yes. So before we get too deep into like some of the cool things about the economy or about player bases and, and things like that, let's talk about what Eve is. So it's a spaceship MMO where you click where you want in space and your ship flies there. Now you can manually pilot it, most people don't. So usually it's click to go here, click to mine this rock, click to shoot this. Um, and you can go to different star systems and different space stations and dock and buy stuff and interact with other players. There's PVP and there's PVE. You can buy different spaceships and buy and sell and trade resources and um, 
it's, it's like an it's an MMO a little bit more sandboxy than some MMOs, so it doesn't have a lot of story behind it, um, but it has a variety of things you can do within the game uh, to create your own fun or interact with other people. Um, it's got a lot of content. It doesn't have a huge story, but it has a ton of content that you can do. You can make your own story, basically. Yeah, so what you what you get a lot of times is people grouping up in corporations, which is their form of guilds or clans, and they'll do events together. They'll fly in fleets and battle other people or attack space stations, or they'll do PvE content, or they'll go mining together. Some people get involved in industry and do a lot of crafting, um, and then they fly this out to the market and they sell their stuff. And it has a, uh, the market in EVE is not global. So you have to actually go to a star system to buy or sell something, which makes it so there's a lot of travel in the game between places, um, which makes their opportunity for people to be space truckers and carry stuff around. Um, or, you know, it, it, it's got a lot of variety. So it's cool in that way. Um, so, Eric, you're the newest Eve player. Um, so, is there anything about the game that surprised you? What's your first impressions of the game? What do you like? What do you not like? And then we'll have JJ, who's been a little around a little longer, answer the question, and then I'll talk about things I like about Eve, so or don't like. Sure. Well, it's 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 very technical, so there's there is a huge learning curve, and uh, thankfully it's good to have a friend to walk you through it. DJ's totally helped me get acclimated to it. Um, I think just growing up watching Star Trek and Star Wars, it's easy to channel my inner starship captain, you know? So that's super fun. And just being able to collaborate with so many people to work together, uh, you, you have to work together. It's it's like you can't think you, you can just run around on your own and and not die pretty much. But So it's, so it's great to have uh, a group of active people who play. And that's, and that's probably, the, you know, the best thing of EVE and the best thing of any, of any game. Yeah, I think they're, like you said, definitely a steep learning curve. It helps to either take it slow and just be patient with it and learn it, or you can digest uh, uh, YouTube tutorials and podcasts and other things to kind of speed that process up or have a friend show you. Um, it's definitely a game best enjoyed with friends, but I mean, I did play it for a couple of years all by myself too, and I had a good time. You just got to get plugged into some communities and stuff or set personal goals for yourself. Um, some of the older MMOs out there are, are like that as well, where you kind of have to have personal goals or just enjoy the gameplay of it. And that's something that I enjoy as well that you kind of touched on briefly was like being a starship captain. And I like that some of the ships feel like they're out of Star Wars. Some of them feel like they're out of Star Trek. There's a huge variety of spaceships of all shapes and sizes. Um, and you can shoot missiles or lasers or have shields or armor and you can heal other ships and you can have escape pods and shuttles. And I mean, you can do all kinds of crazy stuff. So it definitely hits that sci-fi uh, Starship Captain vibe, you know, if you're looking for something to kind of live out that fantasy. Uh, Just being able to choose the game style that, that, that you want to play, it, it is so diverse, it's incredible. You can be flying a great big capital ship, or you could be in a little X-Wing-like fighter, you know, uh, bombing the Death Star. Exactly. So you can even man, man the Death Star. You can have space stations where you control them. You can also have space stations for industry, which is probably a little bit what JJ's going to talk a little about industry and mining, I'm sure. Um, but you can have space stations where people refine their ores at that they mine, and you get paid for it because you tax them. And so it's a service you provide by having this huge space station, which would take some time to build up to. Not anybody can just put down a space station. Um, so building up to that and building your own little space empire. Um, and you can also collect taxes from a variety of other things in the game. Um, and some people do trading and stuff. But... 
let's we'll pass the question to JJ. So you've been playing for a little over a year now, you said. Um, what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? You know, what would you say to a new player? So my absolute favorite thing about this game is the mining and industry portion of it, obviously. That's, uh, I, I have a big fascination with mining. It's what I like to do in real life and whatnot. Um, I do like to transport stuff because that's kind of what I do IRL as well. But um, I the the coolest thing about this game, hands down, is just how you can you can do anything you want basically, and it's got so much content and it's so in depth. You have to really you have to really learn how to play this game. You can't just go in and you can't just throw a bunch of money at it, be the best player in the world. It's you can't pay to win in this game. You can pay obviously, and you might win, but it's most likely you're not going to win. And um, I like I like to mix it up a little bit, as you know. I've got mining and industry. I've got four stations that I have. And then um, I like to do station bashes. I like to go PvPing, um, which in a station bash, we just all go out there and just shoot at a station until it blows up. Every station has a certain amount of time that you're allowed to hit it. And then you have to wait. And you have to hit it again. It's just a really good game to waste time on really yeah it's really fun yeah so go ahead eric i've, I've been playing all these missions that are kind of new missions for very you know meager rewards but it's fun i'm really getting to learn how to fly the ships when i do them and it's sort of sort of in a safer environment than out in the real world for sure even though it's played out there but but yeah you're right the vastness of this game is mind-blowing if, if you think warcraft is is big you know it's it's you know galaxy spanning yeah. yeah, it's it has taken it, in the year and a half I've been playing. I still learn something new every day. Yeah, and I still learn stuff too. Six or seven years later, I forget how long I've been playing, but it's been a while. <laughs> uh, and there's so many different types of um, content. So in the game, so some players will there's different zones in the galaxy, high security zones where you're not allowed to PvP, and there's low security ones where you can, and there's no security ones, which mean like no security. And those places can actually, you can own a star system. So in low sec, it's still controlled by the game. But when you go to null sec, you could actually take over sovereignty of a star system and own it and place jump gates and all kinds of things out there. I might be saying words people don't understand, but uh, it kind of, there's three levels of security. So some people always stick the high sec and they build their empire and they do mining and industry and they do uh, PVE content and mission running um, and all kinds of variety of stuff out there. And some people become low sec pirates where all they do is PVP. And they just looking to kill other players and they're in it for the pvp aspect which is pretty normal for an mmo some people will queue up for battlegrounds or something in a pvp uh in a, in a game like wow right and they'll, they're just pvp addicts and that's all they do all the time you could do that in eve you just have to find the right outlets for it there's ones you can queue up for and there's ones where you can just roam and find people and there's people who live out in nullsec who want to literally build their own player economy and empire where the game has nothing to do with what's going on um, and that's where lots of the Eve news comes from that you hear about that gets reported on is actually NullSec life where people have these huge spaceship battles out in the middle of nowhere with thousand people versus a thousand people. Um, and I'm sorry, we have somebody pinging us in discord. Let me message him back quick and we'll get right there. I know yeah, discord, discord is so cool. And, and, you know, that's how we kind of communicate with everybody. And there's a lot of communication going on in this game. 
Yeah, it's it's awesome because our corp is big and we have like a full blown um like channel of like what's the word I'm looking for? Like a chain of command. We have a chain right. of command in this in this corp and most corps do. Well, pretty sure every corp does. And um it's just it shows how seriously this game can be taken. We Yeah, uh, because it's not just us, it's the alliances that we're part of. And communicating, you know, so for one group of 50, 100 people to communicate with eight other groups of, of, of similar size, it's like it requires discipline, you know? Yeah. And, um, like, I'm a, I'm a director. I'm one of the directors of the corp we're in. And it's, it's very complex how we do it. There's a lot of um, politics involved. And that's one of the other reasons why I like this game is because it's so... It's so involved that there's a whole political system. There really is, and that's at like a guild level. And in some games, you have a guild and you have a pe group of people who lead it. In this game, because it's so uh, industry and player versus player and owning things and building an empire is kind of really part of the game. Because of that aspect, when you start working with other people, it works kind of like a corporation, which is why they call it that. It's kind of like everyone has jobs people do assign jobs to each other to have a cfo and a ceo and they have board members and stuff usually to make decisions because when you're dealing with uh, a whole group of people and the stuff that they own in the game it just becomes a very financial game for lots of folks which is yeah and some some people have thousands of dollars invested in this game they do there are some spaceships that cost three thousand dollars or some space stations and uh I say that and spaceships ships and stations that cost that much so when someone loses it if you were to equate that to them purchasing in-game currency it just costs them thousands of united states dollars um so it's crazy for some people and some people you know they never reach that level and they stay a lot lower but what's cool is like you said it's not pay to win um, you can take one of the cheapest ships in the game um, and you can win with it you can kill other players or you can do mining and big inner ships and you can build your own empire um, it's really it's scale. It's I mean, all skill based. It is, yeah. There's a lot of understanding and knowledge that comes into making your decisions and how that affects it. I think a good example, because it could be hard to understand if you've never seen it, but a good example is in PvP, you have a really big battleship that costs a lot of money. And a little tiny frigate, say five little tiny X Wing frigate things, are really small versus like a Star Destroyer. These X Wings can kill that Star Destroyer, even though these X Wings cost nothing. And that big Star Destroyer battleship was really expensive. Because the big ship has guns that can't track the little ships because they move too fast. Um, and a very just like Star Wars. Just like Star Wars, just like a sci-fi setting. Yeah. Yeah. So like you can have the most expensive ship in the game, which costs thousands of dollars, and you cannot shoot like anything at all except other big ships. So it doesn't help right. you to to push yourself into a huge ship. It's <laughs> the every ship size matters. You know, medium ships are good at shooting smaller ships and also they can group up to get bigger ones. And big ships have no chance of killing a small ship so they fight big versus big so it's all about fleet composition and working together with other people or if you go solo you usually stick to flying smaller stuff generally um so that way you can pick off and fleet yeah. for one-on-one -on -one fights or 2v2 fights or things like that and yeah all I'm... that's working together it's fun yes yeah I'm the, I'm the guy that spends a lot of money on the game because i make a lot of money and um most of it really just goes into this game <laughs> it's definitely I, I, a money sink so <laughs> both and i lose a lot of ships i lose a lot of money 
that's something unique to Eve too. In lots of games, when you die, you come back. And although you do come back in Eve, there's no saving what you had. All your stuff is gone. Your ship's exploded. It is not coming back. Everything in it's gone. People can loot your body. Um, and you have to go build a new or buy a new spaceship. Um, sometimes you can get insurance that helps you out with buying a new one. But the game is very uh, unforgiving when it comes to death, which makes it also rewarding. If you kill someone's ship, you get that's an achievement um, because you've now deleted something from the game and you get a kill mail that says you killed it um, or you destroyed it. It goes on your character's personal record. Um, these things can be tracked within the game. So that's from a PvP aspect, that's enticing to people. From a PvE or, or someone who really just likes to do industry and crafting or things like that, because there are lots of people who do that, who never get into PvP. Uh, they find this a nuisance. They hate when people pirate them, or when people <laughs> gank them, or they suicide bomb them, or whatever they're doing. They're just, they can't stand it. And they try to not ever lose their ships and their money. And there, there are many people in corporations who do that. There's also groups of players who play a certain part of the game to make money. Like, if you're trying to make ISK in-game, which is the currency, they'll, they'll be space truckers, and they'll just transport stuff. So you can actually go to their website, their real website, and you can order things to be transported. And they'll pick it up in-game and create contracts and move stuff around the galaxy for you. And their whole corporation of people is dedicated to that. Um, and then there's role players who make up their own stories and get involved with planets and stuff in the game. And... The role play in this game is actually the community is so good and so intense at times that the developers will actually come in and play NPC characters and interact with the RPers. And, and it's a global community. I mean, just in our guild, the people we normally interact with. I, I mean, there's guys from South Africa, guys from India, guys from all over the States. It's like, it is a, really a global audience. Yeah. And everybody's on one big server. That's another thing. When Eve first came out, they said, this is going to be one giant server that everybody plays on, and they always stuck with it. They never changed it. So all players are on the same server. You don't have to worry about being on the server with your friends or server transfers. You're always with everybody, um, which makes it so that even with a, I would call it a small player base, but a smaller player base than games like WoW um, or RuneScape, I mean, RuneScape's huge, this game still feels crowded because all the players are on one server. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, you really. And that's, that's another thing that I really like about this game is um, with it being one server, we've made such a good, like, a friendship with all of our court mates. Like, that's really one of the main reasons I still play this game is because I like the people I, I play with. It's become like a brotherhood to me. Yeah, yeah, and it's so advantageous to be in a corporation of, of people that are active and playing. I, I mean, it's it's. I couldn't imagine starting the game with nothing, soloing, just doing missions all on my own, and and some of the other. Uh, people that, that are in our corp that we talk about it, they're like, oh, I can't put, like, like I've been playing for 16 days and I have all these skill points. It's like education training. And some of them are like, I can't believe you have that many, that much training in such a short period of time. That's because, you know, uh, you know, all the other guys, uh, you know, are helping me, you know, they're helping me get there. Yeah, that's... Yeah, uh, like you... I'm sorry, I was going to say, I'm glad you brought up skill points. So if you don't know how EVE works, lots of MMOs you gain experience by killing things or completing quests. EVE doesn't work that way. So Eve, you have a skill queue of things your character can learn, uh, basically injecting into his brain like the Matrix and learning this new skill, but it's time-based. So if you want to learn how to fly a bigger ship, you just add it by clicking and dragging it into your skill queue, and it'll train you to be able to use that ship within an hour, 14 minutes, or two days, or whatever the requirement is. 
So people who played longer have more skills and can do more things. But you can also artificially speed this process up by a variety of ways in game. You can either spend real life money or you can spend in game money after doing missions and making money. You can inject skills or other players can extract skills and give them to you. Um, and skills become like another form of currency. Um, and as well as when you first start these days, they give you a whole bunch of skill points to spend. So you, you're not starting out from scratch as if you, know, you were a brand, brand new player. You actually get over a month's worth of training to spend on whatever you want when you start out, as long as you use a friend referral code. And this is and great. It's time-based too. So it's like, you can't just jump in, throw money at the game and know how to play. It's, it's like a lot of, a lot of the, the, the skill cues are daunting. It's like you add something to your queue and it's like, you know, in six days, it, it's over, you know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 exactly. ones, yeah. I don't know, right? If you want to fly yeah, like... a Titan, it takes over a year's worth of skill training where you have to wait for a year to fly this ship. Unless you speed it up artificially like the many ways we were talking about. See, one of right. my one of my skills in my queue right now is 490 days. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, <laughs> so... That's going to be industry stuff. Um, it's not actually. It's to uh, it's to fly a super carrier. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. So let's we'll talk about ship sizes for a second. Talk about maybe one of your favorite ships, and then just kind of describe it size wise for people so people know what it is. But let's talk about the sizes. So you have frigates, which are the smallest, and those are kind of like uh, X wings or Tie fighters, or you know. And then you've got destroyers, which are a little larger, and then you got cruisers. A cruiser kind of, I think that name says what it is. It's just a bigger, little, small ship that for combat, usually. And then you got battle cruisers, which are souped-up versions with a little more health and a little more damage. And then you got battleships, which are like your Star Destroyers. And then from there, you go into capital-sized ships, which are just like huge command Size of ships. cities. Yeah, they're like the size of cities with thousands of people on board them, and you're the captain. And you can launch fighters out of them, and you can jump across the universe with them. You can carry all kinds of stuff in there, like it's huge stuff. And then you have space stations beyond that. I mean, but but what's uh maybe what's a favorite ship in the game and and a favorite activity? What's like one of your favorite things you've done so far in the game, and what's a favorite ship you've got so far? Um, let, let JJ go first this, first this time. So my absolute favorite ship has got to be the Kronos. It's um, it's it's a Marauder, so it's the souped up version of a battleship, and. Uh, it's very, very, very deadly. It's got one of the highest healths you can get besides going capital. Um, it's got one of the highest damages you can get. I think it has the highest damage you can get without going capital. And um, I like the big stuff. I like to blow stuff up. I like to I like to be obnoxious about it because that's what I do in real life. I like the big stuff. I like to drive the big stuff. I like to fly the big stuff, you know? <laughs> I'm actually the same way in EVE. I, the bigger the ship, the better for me. I like to feel like I'm in charge of this huge, massive uh, spaceship with all these options of um, things and utilities I can use and choices to make and buttons to push and fighters to use. And, uh, it's an ego booster. It makes you feel big. It makes you feel like a man. Like, come <laughs> at me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, right. so it, it, the battling in a large ship, too, is a lot different than battling in a small ship obviously because of the speed of the ship is much slower and it has a lot more tanky health and it has more damage and more options of modules you can place on the ship to customize it so you have all these more choices and you have more time too because it takes longer to kill a big ship so this gives you more time to interact with another player and do things as opposed to a smaller ship it's really fast and usually one purpose for the ship you just don't have as many options so it comes down to 
almost manually piloting it sometimes or being in groups of small ships or choosing your fights very carefully as well. Uh, but Eric, what kind of ships do you like so far? All right, so, so far I feel comfortable in the small ships. I mean, years ago we played X-Wing and TIE Fighter and I love those ships, love the, all the Star Wars lore in it, but it's like, so I love manually flying. I love flying and which, which many flying means just clicking lots more in space and kind of trying to navigate in this 3D environment so that you can gain advantage against the opponents you're fighting. And I really like that. And, uh, and, and some of the ships that, that, that I like that, it's, it's like, I think, I think right now Tristan is my favorite one because uh, it, it is kind of beefy, but it's really fast. And so I like that. And typically it has like five drones on it and the drones do lots of damage. So that's really fun. But that's probably my favorite ship. Yeah, those are cool. So that's something that the ships specialize in the game too. There's four main factions within the game that you choose as a starting faction, but this in no way limits your character. You can learn any faction after you choose your starting one. But some ships use drones, some use missiles, lasers, um, or like artillery, like cannons and stuff. So depending on the faction, the ships you train and the weapon types, these all do different types of damage as well. They take different types of ammo. And then the small frigate you're describing is a little drone frigate. So it launches five tiny drone fighters out of it, even though it's small. You know, and then this actually scales. Lots of ships use drones, but the large capital ships, some of those that are carriers and stuff can launch fighters. And though their drone fighters are the size of a small Tristan like you're describing, which is crazy to think about too, the scale of this game. And it is all to scale. When you're zooming around in space and you can fly up to another ship, it is huge. If it's supposed to be huge, you're tiny next to it. You can zoom in and your ship is like a scratch mark on the side of this huge other ship that you're flying next to, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, the only thing you can see is the uh, overview, the photo marker of where you're at. I think that's one of the most confusing parts of EVE is the overview system. So on the right-hand side of your screen when you play, you've got this overview, we call it, and it has everything nearby you. It has space stations on it that you can fly to. It has other players on it. Um, and because the game is so big and each star system is so big, very much like, what's that uh, TV show that, that we like a lot, Eric? The sci-fi one. The Expanse. The, the Expanse. Yes, The Expanse. And if you didn't know, this yeah. Expanse was actually, the guys who made it said that they drew um, inspiration from EVE online. Um, it was one of the I things that... It, yeah. yeah, so like just the Expanse of how large EVE is, even when you're just in one tiny star system, how far away you are from another ship is thousands and thousands of kilometers or miles. I mean, so, and you shoot each other from that distance. So like, it's kind of hard to see everything on your screen without the overview. So the overview helps you. It's kind of like your computer system to help you identify where other ships yeah. are. It's feeding you, the, the whole game is feeding you all this data and, and it's all kind of text-based data. And it's like, you know, I, I guess you could play with never even looking at pictures, right? They have but a it's, mode but it's, called Potato yeah. Mode that they just released this past year, and you can actually turn off the graphics entirely, and you're looking at a black screen with a bunch of data on it, with an overview All data. and speed, and you don't even need to see your ship, because you can make right. every decision you based off of the data that you're being fed, which is mind-blowing. It, it might be helpful, but but what I, I think what I like most about EVE is the sense of scale you get in the game. It is mind-blowing because, you know, I'll be out in an asteroid field just mining and you zoom out and you see how absolutely tiny you are relative to the, the asteroid belt or the planet it orbits or anything like that. This, the sense of scale, they have just nailed it and it's, and it's mind-blowing. And the closer you get, the better the graphics get. So the further you zoom in, the more details you get. And then you, you, 
and you can see like asteroids explode if you look at them when you're done mining them and they have just really cool graphics on that too our stations certainly explode they go up like a supernova when they blow up very exciting yes yeah i did go ahead <laughs> i i did show uh, eric the other day what it was like to blow up a few things and I was running a level four mission where you uh, basically have one battleship against like 50 battleships. And uh, after I was done killing them, I killed their entire space station setup going on. And it was like a fireworks show. Right. It's, it's not just like one boom. It just keeps going. I mean, I, I was doing some missions uh, this morning and, it, and it's like they just kept, you know, like three, four explosions. You're like, whoa. It's like, you know, you just don't expect that. It's really cool. Yeah. That, um, I watched a, a video. I haven't seen the largest space station explode yet, but I did watch a video of it. Um, and when that huge, massive space station, it's like the size of New York City in scale in the game, then that explodes as it starts to get low health. The If you zoom in, the lights on the different levels start to flicker and it starts <laughs> to lose power on different, like it's like a skyscraper and different floors of the skyscraper start to lose power and you can watch it. And then, and then certain parts start to explode in a certain order. And then it starts to fall apart. And then it finally explodes. And this happens over the course of minutes um, of them constantly bombarding it, which is crazy. <laughs> just crazy. I like when you zoom in on your ship when you're dying. Um, and your ship will actually start to drift for a second as it loses control. And lots of times it'll just split in half, like the Titanic. And then the two set parts will float apart and then explode. Like... It happens really fast, so if you're not watching, but if you zoom in and you watch or you record it and watch afterwards, there's just some really cool animations that happen. When I'm dying, I don't have presence of mind to zoom out and look at my ship. <laughs> what it looks like. I'm like, ah, what do I do? Uh. Well, if you fly with yeah. me long enough, you'll die a lot, so don't worry. Yep, yeah. you sure will. That is true. I have a lot of experience with that. <laughs> That's one of our ongoing jokes for the Corp. They, uh, they like the post It's not even a joke anymore. <laughs> no, it's not funny. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> it's it's real. You fly with DJ, you're gonna die. That's why I only, I only fly with him if he's buying the ship now. I like to learn from on hands experience. You know, get the, get in there and get your hands dirty and lose some ships and see what it's like. Then you can get better. Really test the limits. That's the thing I'm getting over. Over, you know, it's like when you think that hey, there's a ship and I spent all this money for it and then I had to fit it and make it work exactly like I want it to work and then of course you name it. And then you take it out, and then just to instantly die, it's kind of like, ah, you know, it's, it's like, so DJ's teaching us not to get attached to, to the ships. Yeah, you can't get attached to your ship, because it will be gone at some point. Especially if you fly it with DJ. See, and, and yeah, the, the names of my ships might give away my strategy. One of my ship names is the Titanic, and the other ship name is, is Leroy, Leroy Jenkins. There you go, exactly. So that kind of fits my play style. <clears throat> so run in there. You know, see what you can do. Um, I do like to watch a lot of YouTube videos on Eve. I usually watch uh, a couple of them a week while I'm falling asleep or I listen to podcasts. So I do absorb a lot of the information on politics and the environment and the community of what's going on in Eve. Um, and I like to play around with the market. That's what I like to do in the game. I like to do a lot of station trading, which is where you buy and sell things for different prices. And this is actually not unique to Eve. People in World of Warcraft and other MMOs do this, um, where you buy blow and sell high or you transport things and resell them or stuff like that um, i like to do that part of the game when i'm not pvping and then when i get to pvp i enjoy that because i really like testing myself against other real people with real brains um yeah that, or even that dumb part people. of the game it is... doesn't matter to me it could be any person yeah. <laughs> 
That part of the game is really interesting. I remember once in Warcraft, I cornered the market on bronze bars, and this was way back in the day. And by you know by by the time it was over, I, every character had every bank slot full of bronze bars, and I and and you get to the point where you're like panicking, thinking, "Oh my gosh, you know, I've got to I've got to unload this stuff. This has gotten out of hand." And and I think that's how the real you know I think that's how the stock market in that world works too. But it's really interesting. Yeah, and they actually have a stock market in EVE. It's just not very functional, never really got used, so they didn't develop it further. But you can buy stocks and corporations and stuff, and you can actually call for board votes and take over a corporation and things. Um, it just never got developed super. And if you didn't know, there was, there was actually a part of EVE called walking in stations. You could actually get out of your escape pod and walk around the inside of the space stations at one point. I remember oh, that. That would be really cool. The, was... the graphics for the stations are mind-blowing. They're so cool. The graphics... When I, uh... Go ahead. When I played this game um, probably five or six years ago, it might have been longer than that, I played this game by myself for a while. And uh, I never got into a corp or anything, and I just, it just kind of faded away, you know. But um, that was one of the things that I liked was you could get out of your ship and walk around the station. And um, it was, when I came back, you couldn't do that anymore. So I was confused. I was like, well, was I playing a different game? Like... You know what I mean? Yeah, it confused me as well. I was playing when I first started playing, like six or seven years ago. It was here, and then they took it away when I came back three or four years later, and I was like, wait a second. Like, I'm sure this existed because I used to really like it. I liked why well, you had your own quarters, your own little crew quarters, and you, there was a TV in there and the news. You could check up on the news and see what was happening around the galaxy. It was really cool. Hopefully they bring it back one day. They took it away because they said it was taking up server resources for something that didn't really contribute to the game. Um, not, not enough people used it, and it didn't really serve a purpose outside of just being graphically cool to look at. But I think that's enough of a reason to keep it, or maybe add some features to it that allow you to walk around with your friends and just chill. Kind of like when you play games like Grand Theft Auto, you can walk around in your apartment and just hang out with friends. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hang out in yeah. Omar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... There's certainly a pressure when you're out in a ship, you know, at any minute, you know, you know, everything, everything could blow up. So it's like, there's certainly that, that's anxiety. Yes. I think one of the best podcasts out there, because we're talking about stations, theirs is called Talking in Stations. And, and hands down, it's the best Eve podcast out there. Very long running, very high quality. These guys are real professionals and they cover Sponsor Eve. us. Yeah, yeah, sponsor us, please. No, but uh, <laughs> I'm shouting them out. But if they ever shouted us out, man, we get a lot of views, uh, a lot of listeners, because um, they're they're very professional and they shoot, they record every single day, is so they have multiple shows and they cover everything you want to know about Eve, um, from industry to the big wars that are going on that you can join in on and fight big huge players. Just really cool guys over there. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really know where I was going with that. <laughs> is there anything else we'd like to talk about Eve? I think that really sums it up, honestly. I think uh, we can all just agree that it's a very complex, organized, um, yet disorganized game. Like, you just have to really sit down and learn it. And it's not something anybody else can do for you. It's just one of those things you have to learn on your own. Yes. Oh, I think it's worth noting there's actually a phone app called Eve Echoes. And it's not, the same. it's not the same universe, but it's basically a clone of the game that's dumbed down a little bit for phones. So you can actually play EVE on your phone, and it has almost all the same functions. It's just a little harder to do stuff, obviously, because of the screen space. And they dumb down some of the combat and some of the crafting to make it easier to digest on a phone. Um, but that came out this past year, 
and that did fantastic. And a lot of the players are now leaking over into EVE Online and vice versa. So they kind of cross play and play with each other. So that was interesting. Um, you can also okay. play, <clears throat> I was going to say, you can also play okay. EVE in your browser now. So they're making it so you can play EVE anywhere. It's part of a thing they're working on. So you'd be able to play EVE on anything that has an internet browser eventually. And they've already got a beta version out. Yeah, I, th I think uh, I think what's neat about Eve is that it's a cross section of humanity. It brings out the best in humanity and shows the worst of humanity. You know, it is very humanity. toxic. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you know, some people do some horrible things. They're they're full on pirates, but yet, you know, you hang out with a with a great guild. You make friends from all over the world. It's crazy. It is. Yeah, it's very well said. <laughs> it has ups and downs and very friendly people and very toxic people. So some people scam you and lie to you. Some people betray their corporations. Some people are loyal forever and they just want to be friends. I think that's what our community has going on is we actually get to know each other on a personal level outside the game. And we like to play other games with each other as well. And when you start to do that, um, you become more of a gaming community. And it's not just about one game. You guys hang out together outside that game. You might even record a podcast together. You know exactly <laughs> so yeah like i'm our our alliance leader ravenguard um i'm actually going to be going down to meet him here pretty soon i don't know if you knew that dj in real life yeah that is super cool that's way cool. i i'm gonna be hauling his house he's moving all the way across the country and so i'm he got quoted a super outrageous price and i'm like dude let me let me do it for you. I'll use my semi, and uh, we'll get you moved for because they wanted like twenty grand to move him. I'm like, no, dude, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you're, right. you're like, I'll do it for nineteen and a half grand. It's like outback <laughs> truckers, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm I'm gonna be meeting him here pretty soon, and he's gonna be riding in a truck with me across the country. So <laughs> that's the kind of relationship like you can't really replace once you cross that line. Now they also have fan fests and usually set in vegas you can go to fan eve fan fest you meet all kinds of people there and there's also some of the groups in the game some of the larger larger corporations actually host their own events for their corp and their guild and they get together all around the world or in different places and they actually hang out in real life so eve is one of those communities i i like to compare it sometimes to star wars galaxies but if you've never played star wars galaxies it doesn't mean much to you but star wars galaxies was an older star wars mmo that i believe even predates world of warcraft um, it's older around the, yeah, EverQuest, does. You know, the EverQuest time period. And that community was just really strong. They made videos and they hung out together outside of that. Um, and when that game got closed down, the community was so strong, they opened up a variety of private servers. So you can still play the game for free today on all these servers and hang out with all these people. And there's thousands and thousands of people playing it. It was crazy. They came together and programmed and built the game using what they could get their hands on. And they play it today. Right. Was... Like, you know, you know, WoW is like, it's like almost settled. I think WoW is like 15 years old or something like that. But it's like, it's just amazing that people still play and communities are still together, you know, th that it lasts so long, especially in, you know, something like video games where technology is, you know, in so innovative and changes, right? That blows my mind. Yeah. I would, I would like to do that as a corp. I would like to meet up with everybody at some point. It'd be hard to kind of do because we've got players all over the world, but I think we could work it out somehow. Yeah, I mean, even doing like um, online meetups, you know, you could meet up in an online chat room with video and meet each other for those people. And then obviously, if you live in the same states or the same country, you could 
get together and meet up too. That kind of stuff's always cool. Um, I always tell people I play with too, once I get to know them really well, I'm like, if you're ever in Florida, let me know and I'll meet you out at Disney or something or somewhere in Orlando, you know, and I'm always game to Never said that to me. Well, if you're ever in Florida, say hi. <laughs> I, uh, I actually used to go to Florida a lot. Florida's a state. Yes, it is. That is correct. <laughs> I'm glad you're aware of that. <laughs> cool, guys. Yeah, this was fun. Thank you guys both for coming on today and talking Eve. You don't know how long I've wanted to do a podcast on Eve, but you have to have people who play Eve to talk about it with. You're right. So. And I'm sure, uh, I don't know if Eric feels the same way, but I'm willing to do this every week. Yeah, totally. I'm looking forward to having you guys on this podcast as much as possible. It's been a pleasure having you both on. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. I need people to talk to that love video games, want to talk video games. Um, if you guys want to talk to us in Discord... Just go to halffullreviews.com. That's halffullreviews, same name as the podcast.com. Scroll down to the bottom, hit the Discord button. You'll be able to message us in there, a couple of us. And then from there, if you want to play Eve with us, we'll invite you to our Eve Discord. If you want to play WoW with us, we invite you to the WoW Discord. Whatever games we're playing, if you want to get in on it, Discord's the way to get to us. Um, and if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. Um, I think it's patreon.com forward slash halffullreviews. You can also find that button on the website. Um, support the show monetarily if you can. Uh, but don't starve for it. Make sure you feed your families. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, our email is on the website, too. Anyway, you want to get a hold of us, we'd love to hear from you. And with that said, we will see you next week.